We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's like this and like that and like this, Santa. It's like that and like this and like that, Anna. It's like this and like that and like this, Santa. Drake creep to the mic like a on the line with us now is the one and only Trey Wingo. Trey is brought to us today by Caesars Sportsbook. Your first bet is on Caesars. Bet up to $1,250, and if you don't win, you'll get it back as a free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21+. plus. Trey Wingo joining us. So once again, I promise we will not talk a ton of Chiefs and Texans as much as I'm on the broadcast. I can't even, like, get hyped up for this thing at all. But, boy, they're getting a little cheeky here. They won't even reveal who the quarterback's going to be. The hijinks is on on game week with the Texans. Yeah, that should do it. That that should flummox the, the, the Chiefs for sure. That's going to be the thing. That's going to be the thing that drives them crazy against Houston. Way to go, Texans! You sneaky guys. Yeah, not going to tell us whether it's Nobody's Davis Mills or whoever Mills. Yeah, yeah. Ten guys aren't practicing. Could be one of three quarterbacks or all of them. Yeah, I don't think that's going to throw quite the wrench in Andy Reid's uh, week. No, I think that uh, come Sunday. Chiefs will be celebrating their seventh straight AFC West crown, and I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. Nope, not at all. Trey, I think also, too, though, I I floated this theory about an hour ago out there, and you're looking at the Houston Texans, odds-on favorite to get the number one pick. Right now, Bryce Young is perceived to be the best quarterback in the draft. I think if you are a franchise that is in the need of a quarterback, you should have to prove to the NFL that you can handle handle (laughs) a, a, a top quarterback. You should have to put together a case and basically be tried in front of the NFL as to whether or not you should be you should be allowed as a franchise to draft a franchise type quarterback because I believe that franchises ruin quarterbacks as much as quarterbacks don't get the job done and aren't as good I mean you look at Daniel Jones versus Patrick Mahomes right if Daniel Jones comes into the league and has an offensive guru like Andy Reid and not 15 head coaches maybe he has a better opportunity for success I think a guy like Bryce Young if you're bringing him into Houston and you don't have a legit coach, a legit offensive coordinator, a guy similar to Andy Reid, you're setting him up for failure. So I think teams should have to present to the league why they should be allowed to draft a top quarterback. Listen, I think that's 100% accurate. I've been Thank saying you. for years the Texans should be relegated like the English Premier League. Mm-hmm. I mean, once once uh, they traded away DeAndre Hopkins for a bang of running back and a tackling dummy, uh, and then Bill O'Brien decided that he didn't need a general manager – uh, and then they let J.J. Uh, Watt go. And then before all the other stuff happened with Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson wanted to get out of there. It's like the Houston Texans made the case for them to become the uh, the former 32nd team of the National Football League. How many teams do you think should be relegated each year in the NFL? Well, it would certainly spice things up, right? Right. I mean, the problem is, where do you go? Like, do you put Canada. them in the Arena Football League? Do you send them back to college, like, to get their GEDs, or what? What do we? What do we X- do with XFL them? or USFL yeah. or something? Yeah, maybe you maybe, right. maybe I mean, you form an alliance with the XFL or the USFL, and the two worst teams in the NFL have to go to the USFL, and two of the best USFL teams go to the NFL. Yeah, it's not like we can send them to Wrexham like they can in, in English football. So that, that, that's the problem. We have to send them somewhere. 
and and uh, uh, then the owners, of course, would have to say, "Sure, I'll uh, I'll sacrifice money and prestige for my for my franchise for the good of everybody else," which I'm sure they'd be a hundred percent. Oh, they'd be all in on that. But essentially, you know, Trey, if if you finish with the worst record in the league and then you play or, or you play in a championship game, whether the NFC or AFC championship game and you lose the team that finishes with the worst record actually has a better future because they finished with the worst record. You were just in the AFC or NFC championship game, didn't make the super bowl. And now you're picking 29 and 30, as opposed to the team that finished worst going, Hey, we're picking number one. Our off season is going to be a lot better than yours. Yeah, maybe, but but you're right. The off season will be better because you're not, playing right <laughs> and then <laughs> then you have to actually play football and sometimes that's a problem for you know look at the jacksonville jaguars like they floundered forever and finally it looks like midway through his second season that trevor lawrence is kicking in and he's the he's the quarterback that everyone thought we were the, the jaguars were going to get but you know why he's got doug peterson there who's had a history exactly of you right. know he's a good coach and and had you know, Trevor Lawrence come out last year with Doug Peterson right away. I bet the Jaguars are probably winning the South this year. Uh, I I can't disagree with you because I can't say enough bad things about Urban Meyer as a National Football League <laughs> head coach. So I would 100% agree. And to your point, look, and I don't want to I don't want to tick people off in Kansas City, but Patrick Mahomes going to Andy Reid is the perfect scenario. Like Patrick Mahomes is going to be good no matter where he went. But Andy Reid is a legitimate quarterback whisperer. Like, every quarterback he's ever had has their best seasons with Andy Reid. And I'm sure Patrick Mahomes, by the way, has extended Andy Reid's career by several years just in the sense that, you know, Andy probably could still coach. But, like, I think he really wants, wants to coach yeah. now yeah. because because he's got the alien unicorn. Who, by the way, I don't care what anyone says and I will die on this hill. And he's probably, I know he's probably not going to win it, but right now, you know, at Caesar Sportsbook, Jalen Hurts is the MVP favorite. Let me just say this. To me, there is no player more valuable to his team than Patrick Mahomes. And, I'll, and I, the way I defend that, I'll just say, first of all, I mean, you lose Tyreek Hill, and you're the number one, you know, the number one offense in the NFL in terms of yards. You're the number two scoring team. Uh, he leads the league, in, as you know, in passing yards and touchdowns. Take Patrick Mahomes and put him on the Eagles. What kind of numbers do you think he puts up with that team? Then take Jalen Hurts and put him on Kansas City. I don't think Jalen Hurts would be considered an MVP candidate. But if you had Andy, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. But, I mean, like, uh, Patrick Holmes with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Miles Sanders and the best offensive line in football and a great defense, yeah, I, I, I feel do very right. comfortable that I think that he'd be really good in that scenario. Trey Wingo joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. I feel like Bill's Dolphins have been overshadowed a little bit by the uh, the weather, uh, but does this stand the chance to have to be a really good game as well? Not really, because the Dolphins are playing. Um, let's just historically go through the numbers. They haven't won in Buffalo since 2012. Uh, and, or they've won once, excuse me, since 2012 in Buffalo. And I know it's a new look Dolphins team and, you know, Mike McDaniel and uh, new Tua, who's not new Tua the last two games, but it's 26 degrees and, and they're expecting several inches of snow. Uh, the Dolphins, when the game time temperature is 40 or below, uh, have lost eight straight games, including playoffs. And the average margin of victory in those eight straight games is 20 and a half points for the other team. This is not a team that travels well. 
that loss Sunday night in L.A. to the Chargers was the first time in seven games that they didn't give up at least 27 points on the road. Uh, you know, they became the 21st team in NFL history to give up at least 27 points in six straight road games. The Dolphins are lions at home and mice on the road. And especially when you put them in a cold weather situation, I have very low expectations for the Dolphins uh, this Saturday night in Buffalo. And, and I'm with you, Trey. And for me, it started with the the Dolphins are not going to win in Buffalo pregame of that game yeah. out in Los Angeles when Mike Tirico was on the field and said the Dolphins have heaters on their sidelines and it's 59 degrees here, right? So if you're what, bringing what propane that? heaters to L.A., <laughs> what does that tell you about Buffalo in the snow? You can't travel to where it's cold and you get out of that comfort of Miami and you're screwed. Uh, like to me, the Bills hearing that, and I'm sure at some point it made their way to the Buffalo organization. It reminds me of that Ron Burgundy meme from uh, you know Anchorman. We are laughing at those guys. Right. Okay, <laughs> come on, guys. 59 degrees, and you're bringing heaters. I mean, have fun, and let me know when your 30 point loss is over Saturday night. Yeah. If the Dolphins then would drop to eight and six. Packers, Pats, and Jets left. How in trouble are they for the postseason? I think they limp in because seven teams get in, right? Unless they lose out, I think they I think they limp in. What's really interesting is I really think this opens the door for the Chargers to claim that seven spot. Uh, the Jets are unbelievable, and their defense is so good. Uh, you know, they've gone eight straight games without giving up a 300-yard passer, a 100-yard rusher, or a 100-yard receiver. Um, the Patriots just have no offense. I mean, they have no offense. Even they went over the... Cardinals, where they scored 27 points. One of it was a scoop and score by by the by the defense. You know they average about 20 points per game. They're dead last in the red zone in efficiency. They're 28th on third downs, 25th in on, on third down conversions, 25th in generating first downs. Uh, they scored 92 points. The Patriots have off their defense, which is the most in the NFL, which is great. But that's also one-third of their point total, which is also the worst in the NFL. When one-third of your point total uh, this late in the season comes from defensive scores, your offense stinks. And I just don't have any faith that the Patriots can generate enough offense to maybe find their way into the postseason. I think it's more and more likely, unless the Chargers charger, which we all know, especially in Kansas City, is a very doable thing. Unless they completely charger – I, I, I don't see a scenario in which they don't get in as a seven seed. So, Trey, do you think it, it, the, the Chargers made Charger and the Jets made Jet and the Dolphins could potentially Dolphin? Do you think the Patriots, though, as we as we head down the final stretch, will be somebody that gets in the way and knocks people out? Or do you think they're not good enough to take care of some of this business that maybe we in Kansas City need them to take care of in the last month of the season? I mean, it's possible, but like, uh, you know, you look at their schedule and which team that they're playing, do you think uh, they, they knock out of the picture, right? Like right now it's the Jets, the Patriots, and the Chargers all vying for that seven spot. And that's assuming the Dolphins get in, which I think they will. So of those three teams, which team is the most balanced? It's clearly the Chargers. Um, you know, the, the, the Jets – it's really fascinating, guys, because, you know, for the first half or three quarters of the season, the story has been, oh, look at the New York teams, the Jets and the Giants, Brian Dable or Robert Sala have to be the coaches of the year. Well, not if they don't make the playoffs. And right now, I'm not sure either team is making the playoffs in New York. Take a look at the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. We have the Sunday night game against the, the Commanders. 
It is December, what is it, 16th today? They still don't have a division win. The Giants are 0-3-1 in yep. the division. And if, the, if they lose to the Commanders, which I fully expect them to do, sure. um, they're not getting into the postseason. They have lost, the Giants, by the way, have lost 11 straight primetime games. That's, That's the longest skid in the NFL. And you know the Commanders, they don't win pretty, but they win ugly, and it's kind of beautiful. And I just, I just feel like both the Jets and the Giants are in real trouble right now. You mentioned Coach of the Year, right? And, and, I, and I'm so biased because of Andy Reid. But my God, everybody in March and April and May and June and July and August said that the Chiefs are going to take this massive step back as Tyreek Hill was yep. no longer here. And they're playing better and they're putting up better offensive numbers than they were a season ago. Why doesn't Andy Reid get the love that he deserves for Coach of the Year? Because he could win it every year. You know, like why yeah. didn't why didn't why didn't Michael Jordan win the NBA MVP every year? Why isn't Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP every year? It, for those for those reasons, you're a hundred percent correct there. Think about this: you signed Juju Smith to a one year contract. You try and elevate Meikle, which by the way he's back in practicing, which is great, great. news for the offense. Yep. And and it looks like Kadarius Tony is healthy again for the first time in several weeks. The other thing about Kansas City that people need to understand is. You know, these last three or four weeks, they've been kind of making it up, guys. I mean, you know, uh, there hasn't been a real consistent threat in the passing game. Uh, and and Marquez Valdez-Scanling will make one or two big catches in a game. But I don't think he's been the consistent deep threat that they were hoping for when they signed him. So the idea of seeing what Andy and Patrick are doing with the limitations they have had at wide receiver for a variety of this, for a majority of this season – is absolutely spectacular. And, yeah, he, he should get massive consideration for Coach of the Year, but he has absolutely zero chance of winning it. <laughs> Trey, did you ever uh, interview or encounter Mike Leach? I never interviewed him. I did not. Um, but, uh, I, you know, we, I've been around him several times and obviously uh, one of the more colorful characters in the history of college football. Um, you know, his, his diatribe, about Pac-12 mascots who would win in a battle when he was at Washington <laughs> State, I think was my all-time favorite Mike Leachism, for lack of a better term. He went into this eight-minute just sort of dissertation about, well, does this guy have a sword? Does he, you know, it was just incredible. It was incredible. And uh, he was truly one of, the, uh, one of the really interesting people in the game, and he will be sorely missed. Trey, before we let you get out of here, you know, the, the rumors are flying. Everybody's talking. Tom Brady potentially back to New England. I saw one yesterday where he may bring Cliff Kingsbury along with him. I saw that Bill Belichick may have to make coaching staff changes this offseason. Where do you think Tom Brady goes on this week? Because next week it's going to be a different answer. Well, if I'm a member of the AFC East, I beg them to take Cliff Kingsbury with him. Like, you do that because yeah. what the hell has that guy done in the National Football League to merit either the job he currently has or any future job he has in the NFL? Um, listen, I, I believe that Tom Brady is more likely to end up someplace like San Francisco uh, because I just can't imagine the ego swallowing that it would take from both Brady and Bill Belichick to make that happen. You know both of these guys. Tom Brady is perceived, perceives everything as a slight. Bill Belichick doesn't let anyone know what he's thinking. But the idea that these two guys can say, hey, we both kind of screwed this up. That's on me. No coach, it's on me. I just don't see that kumbaya meeting happening. Trey, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. Enjoy the, uh, the holiday, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. 
You got it, buddy. Take, Take care. care. That is Trey Wingo here on 610 Sports Radio. That was the one and only Trey Wingo. Trey is brought to us today by Caesar Sports Book. Your first bet is on Caesar's bet up to $1,250. And if you don't win, you'll get it back as a free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 plus. Again, I'm in the camp of I don't really care where Tom Brady goes as long as it's not back to Tampa. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.